Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mind Numbing Boredom Podcast. My name is Basil. I will be your host for today's episode. You're listening to the Overload series, a partnership with System Overload Robotics. Today, we have our esteemed alumni joining us, two from our 2019 class, two from our 2020 class. All of them are going to be giving their inputs on about the team, what they enjoyed. So tune in to listen to some crazy stories they're going to tell and have some fun. Cool. All right. So Blanchard, you go ahead first. Uh, yeah. So hi, uh, my name is Blanchard Confac. Um, I'm a sophomore at UC Berkeley. I'm studying business and data science. And uh, during my four years on the team, I spent what three years as business director and then two years as treasurer. Um, the positions kind of fluctuated because our team structure has also fluctuated a lot, but yeah, just the business guy, money man, uh, however you want to describe it. And uh, in terms of my favorite memory of the team, I'd have to say that was 20, gosh, was that 2018 World Championships? Or was that 2019? No, 2019 World Championships. Um, my final year, actually, as a senior, and after the World Championships, when we were all in a room uh, together, kind of giving goodbye speeches um and everyone was just like crying having a great time that was definitely my favorite memory we Um, definitely didn't meme that picture and (laughs) so no way uh (laughs) but yeah that's probably my favorite memory of all time and uh the person who gave all those uh, beautiful heartwarming speeches is the uh, man also in this podcast rj so i will kick it off to you uh well thank you for that lovely introduction blanchard uh my name is RJ Kalub, spelled with an R and a J. Um, I am currently attending uh, Tau Poly, San Luis Obispo, uh, as an applied mathematics major. And uh, my job when I was on the team uh, was everywhere. It was all over the place. Uh, first year, I was just a part of um, the fabrication team. Second year, I was co-director. I'll just say I was like, I was like assistant director for marketing. Um, and then the next, my final two years, junior and senior year, I was the CEO of System Overload Robotics. Probably my favorite memory besides the world championships would be the first competition, no, second competition we went to in Madeira, where um, me, and, me and some of my friends, we all piled into a room, eight of us into a room meant for four people. And on the second day of competition, we all stayed up till like 3 a.m. playing video games. Uh, not a good idea, um, but it was really fun. And so, uh, yeah. That's all that matters. You had fun. It, that, is, that is all that matters. In fact, even one if of the you people, don't win. Even, even if we don't win, you know, what matters is the memories made. And um, yeah, that, that's probably one of my favorite moments. In fact, one of the people that was there on that trip is uh, another person here in this podcast, Hardit Singh. So I'll, I'll uh, toss it off to you. Thank you, RJ, for the uh, exceptional introduction. Uh, My name is Hardit Singh. I was on the team for five years. Um, If you're wondering how that happened, I actually joined in eighth grade. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how that happened either, but it happened. Um, I did a lot of stuff throughout those five years. Uh, The most noteworthy was being the fabrication lead for two and also uh, being the safety captain for a few years. And that actually brings me to my most favorite memory from the entire, from my entire time on the team. Uh, not to flex, but kind of to flex. But um, in 2019, when we were at the Monterey Regional, as a team in the safety department, we took every single safety award, which was very, very, very nice. And uh, yeah. Um, Tied into safety, uh, there were a lot of people involved with that whole thing. One of which is in the call with us today. I'll uh, toss it over then to Ollie Sears. All right, um, hey guys, I'm Ollie. I was on the team from starting in 2018 to 2020, and uh, now I'm at the University of California Merced, and. <laughs> I, on the team, I acted as the director of manufacturing, and I'd say my favorite memory from being on the team was probably the 
finals match at our Monterey Regional in 2019, where I, it was just so inspiring to uh, be one of the final teams on stage, to be in the final matches, and to both have succeeded enough to get so far and also watch it all crumb, crumbling down as another robot bumped into ours and turned the whole system off. So that was <laughs> really <laughs> influential in our thinking about the next year. So <laughs> that yeah. last match was such a roller coaster because we, we were going back and forth between teams, right? Alliances and switching bumpers. So it was insane. But that was a crazy time. Yeah. So as you guys are all alumni and it's been a while since you guys have been on the team. And since this is mainly going to be for the team and for memories, if you were to come back or like, you know, give some advice to our members right now on the team, like, let's start back with Blanchard. What would you give them? You know, with, I don't know, just robot building or like life skills or like, you know, just managing high school in general because you guys have gone through this already mainly for the freshmen on our team because this is going to be very beneficial in some sort of way so blanchard yeah uh thank you i can take a stab at that it's very <laughs> i don't know how qualified i am to be giving <laughs> such, uh, such such advice um but mm, for freshmen on the team what would i say what advice would i give Mm, as it pertains to the team, I guess I would say that the biggest thing is probably just stability and, um, you know, having those kind of plans to like to look forward into the future. Uh, but with that, although maybe this is a little bit, it's not ironic, but a little bit oxymoronic, advanced vocab, yeah, ironic to that is, you know, if you do want to do something or see like a bigger role in the team or I don't know, in life or anything, don't be afraid to take that next step. Like don't do something, of course, that would like jeopardize the entire future of the team. But at the same time, like if you're a freshman, you have so much time to have all these like great ideas and all these different wonderful, you know, additions or changes. Don't be afraid to start kind of, you know, picking away at those and start creating and building the foundations for those, you know, throughout your entire time. I think that kind of goes for everything, you know, in life, whether that's like college ap applications or like admissions, you don't just like wake up one day and you're like, okay, well, I, I want to get into Stanford. Like I should start like in senior year. Well, no, I mean, or if you want to get into like whatever college, you have to start, so start working at it piece by piece by piece. Right. And just slowly start thinking about it and whatever, and work on whatever you're most passionate about. So that's what I would say. Um, if you're really passionate about something, start looking piece by piece by piece and trying to build those foundations and get involved in whatever you're interested in. And uh, if you do that, I think you will be able to succeed in whatever you do. I think I do not know how you guys can top that, but <laughs> who wants to go next? RJ, you want to go next? Will it follow the same order? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can follow the same order and then on the next thing, we'll loop back around. Uh, my advice is to uh, not do drugs and stay in school. Thank you. No, um, actually, though, uh, mine would be that uh, to make friends on the team. I know it's kind of daunting because, like, you know, we're a robotics team and, like, people assume that, like, oh, we can only do work. It's all work, no play. No, 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 no. no. We're, we're a team. I think we're a team. We pull all-nighters. We pull all-nighters. We're a team outside of competition. We're a team outside of meetings, no matter what. And um, I think that, like, you know, you put yourself out there. I think, um, you know, as you get more uh, involved in the team, you're going to meet more people. You're going to find out that you guys have similar interests. Um, I know that one really big thing when I was on the team was a lot of people played a game called League of Legends. And that what that's what got us all together. We'd all pile into a room and just play League for hours. Um, and e e even then, it like extended to other games. And uh, I think it's really nice when you get to not just build a team with a or build a robot with the team, but also build friendships with them as well. So um, yeah, don't play League of Legends probably, but you know, play another game. <laughs> yes. 
play Valorant now, I guess. That's the new trending sort of game happening. Oh, I'm yeah. Nah. Nah? That's not it, Harvey? Counter-Strike's where it's at, man. It's made by the oh. same kids. Don't do it. Honestly, yeah. if even if you're really bad at a game, I think it's worth it. I was really bad oh. at a game called Rainbow Six Siege, and I found out that uh, one member on the team, his name was Colby, played it. And Colby was so much better than me, and I invited him one time, and he just completely, like, pub stomped, and I'm just there, like, anchoring. And I'm just like, wow, this is awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, just find similar interests, make friends. It's not just all business. That's my advice. Yeah, no, I definitely don't slip $20 bills to my friends. Be like, we be friends for this month, okay? And mm. we'll share us, right? Sometimes you gotta, though. Yeah. Get <laughs> them for $20 only? Dude, I was paying way more. Wait, you just said I'm, like, I'm, I'm probably just a better negotiator. Like, team yeah. for more than that. I That's should be the, the treasurer of the team, too. right? I should be the treasurer uh, now. You should. I mean, really, if you're getting them for 20 bucks a month, I mean, golly. Ooh. It. Yeah, um, advice, right. So, you know, there's a phrase a lot of people say that when an opportunity comes up, you have to take it, right? Or you should never let an opportunity fall through the cracks. While I completely agree with that, I have a slightly different mindset because you can't always wait for an opportunity to come. Sometimes you have to make them. And this team at least for me, was a great ground to do that, where if I had some interest in really anything, I could find a way to make that applicable and create the opportunity to go and chip at that interest of mine to either make myself better at it, figure out if that's actually something I liked, and, you know, just spend some time with it. So that's, for me, that's like the biggest piece of advice I can give is you can't always wait for an opportunity. Sometimes you have to make them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, regarding opportunities, though, um, I know. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Ignore that. Uh, if you were to suppose a freshman hard it and you want to make an opportunity, like, would you how would you ideally describe making an opportunity? Because I know it might be vague to some people like when you get an opportunity that's obvious, you would try to get it, but how would you make one? How would you like? It really depends on the situation, but let's say you're someone that really enjoys manufacturing, working with your hands and doing things. If you're going out and trying to like talking with people, especially people that really like to, you know, manufacture things, or maybe that's their job, right? Or let's say there's someone working in a, in a warehouse, right? And you wanted to learn from them. The way you can make that opportunity is do what they don't like doing, right? Ask them if you can help out. Ask them if there's something that they really don't enjoy doing as part of their job and do that, right? That's just one way where you can get into the loop. You can start doing things towards something that you really enjoy doing. And then you also just created an opportunity to learn from someone who has the experience or has more knowledge than you do. Right. Gotcha. So take advantage of like your connections to make those things for yourself. Yeah, in a way. Well, yeah, kind of. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I should have done that earlier. Heh, too late for me. <laughs> well, Ollie, oh, you, about you? you can do this anytime. I still do this. Like, yeah, this I know day. you, you don't really stop doing this anytime. It depends how early you start doing it no bad time to start yep ollie yeah i think building off of that i i the point i wanted to emphasize was more that it's never gonna be too late to start you know finding um different places to take responsibility for things that's a big part of my story is i didn't join the team until well into my junior year but it still became I'd say the most influential thing that's ever occurred in my life. Uh, it's really changed my mindset in almost every way. And it, it, I felt in my junior year that I hadn't grounded myself yet. And I was very intimidated to kind of join anything so late as, um, so late in the game, it felt like. 
And I, I found myself in that mindset and I needed to work my way out of it. And I think it's really important to recognize when you're in a, in a negative mindset and a mindset that's holding you back and kind of rise above that to recognize when, when you're telling yourself something that isn't true. Yeah, it's true. It's also psych. It's all psychology. Wait, Ollie, I have a question. I just realized were were we in the same robotics class? Did did you take robotics junior year? I took I took it senior year. Senior, because I I know I met you before I was on the team. I think you came and in, into the Granada robotics team and tried to promote the team there, and I was in there. <laughs> And I can't, that's what, that's how I found out about you guys, really. <laughs> uh, look at our marketing team actually <laughs> doing, like, look at it. Siphoning <laughs> members. Mm. <laughs> From other teams, actually. We still do We that. don't condone that practice, <laughs> but sometimes it just happens. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think, I think it's like our first year, actually, when we were doing recruitment, I think um, the the members who were who started the team they literally went to every single class and took like three minutes and just were like, "Hey, we're a robotics team. Here's a video of the competition." And then they just showed the video, <laughs> and then and then they just left. And that that's the presentation. That's like the the recruitment that they did. Literally every single class was it, it like a history the, class? Was it like a first like provided video, or? Uh, I, yeah, it was, it was. It was. It was the, 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 the like, trailer the <laughs> or whatever. Just to or put it in perspective. Like the challenge. Either it was the challenge of that year later into the season, or it was the challenge of, like, the previous years. Yeah, I and think then... it was the challenge of the previous year, because this happened before the team was even, like, fully formed. Because the this is the story as I remember it. Um, the to-be mentor of the team basically said to the group of three people that like kind of set everything in motion hey get at least four other people to join you and then i will be your mentor and so they literally went around to every single class on campus regardless of whether it was an engineering class a literature class history whatever it may be gave the presentation and to be honest it kind of worked right because the team went from three people to 70 people in the course of a month yeah. I don't know about the 70 people. <laughs> I don't know about the 70. A lot of people dropped we got off like a, after. We got like a 25% or 25% attendance rate, like at max. <laughs> yeah, there were 70 people on the roster. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah it, our, Also, Solar Car, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a big thing. <laughs> What's the Solar Car? Enlightening me, oh, so what is that? Back in maybe my first, or I think end of my tail end of my first year, because I know um, <laughs> of Neat, the team captain. I think it was he wasn't graduating, so we actually there had this project as a team. We were talking about like building a solar car. It was like 2016, I think. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah we're, thinking, we're talking about building a solar car, and like we started working on like the frame and stuff, <laughs> like welding. Uh, we bought like a whole welding kit. I'm still lost about the finances of <laughs> as in. Who paid for it? Was that person Mr. D? Was that person reimbursed? Was I, I'm still confused. Uh, who, <laughs> for owner of the welding was what? But anyways, we basically started welding together like a frame of a solar car. Um, like we talked about it a lot. We watched videos, started like catting stuff out, trying to get people to learn cat. Uh, it never really amounted to anything much, but it was certainly interesting. I learned a lot about solar cars and hypothetically building one. Yeah, looking mm. back at that, it's kind of crazy. As a group of high schoolers, we're like, yeah, let's build a solar car and compete in a college-level competition where teams regularly put in millions of dollars into building these cars and then race it from tip to tip of Australia. We're like, yeah, one summer, we got this. Yeah, and then <laughs> to add on to that, we literally didn't fundraise at all. <laughs> so, yeah, like, we, had, we like... had one, no experience, <laughs> two, no time, and three, no money. But we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah. Did you guys but, get the frame done? Or uh, like something? Like half of it. Like half the, so no. <laughs> <laughs> We were even talking like, who would theoretically drive the solar car? We're like, oh, dude, it was so idealistic. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. It was great. But that same mindset, in a way, has helped us get to where we are. Where, like, even though there's a mountain in front of us, you kind of start chipping away at it until it just becomes a hill. 
Yeah, but you're chipping away with like the miniature pickaxe instead of like a you're chipping one. with a, a toothpick. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going up Mount Everest with a toothpick. Hey man, listen. <laughs> listen, think about it like this. If you go into this and you said and we said we're gonna build a solar car, FRC doesn't seem so hard anymore now, does it? You're like, oh, it's just like oh. a robotics competition for practically babies, you know. We're over here building solar cars kind of stuff. Uh, this isn't we're not on the same level. All right, segue from solar cars. We will be talking about a robot specifically, you know, your memories with it, what you've done with it, if you slept with it, you know, those kind of stuff. <laughs> so I want to know, since we started from Blanchard, we're going to work backwards. And it doesn't have to be weird. I was just making it weird for no reason. It could be like things you've made on the robot, things you're proud of that you put on the robot but robot specific. Go ahead, Ollie. Robot specific memories. Um, well, I think when I joined the team, I, I joined into the fabrication department. Um, and that was a lot of my first experiences with more hands-on work. I had been surrounded by it in my house and in my family. My uh, my dad was, was a electrician and a contractor. He um, always worked on things, but I, I was always kind of shy about it. I never um, had like the courage or the emphasis on really pushing for being taught how to use different tools and stuff. So joining the team was really, really my first opportunity to kind of really to get into it and I think every time I got to try something new it was just the most exciting thing in the world to me every time I got to <laughs> use the drill press or um, use the angle grinder which we use we relied on a little too heavily sometimes and <laughs> when we were upgrading to new tools the, the next years I and I got to use the bandsaw and, and all the all the new things we get to use. It was so exciting for me to get to work hands-on with something. And I think that's what really got me into the team. And I would let go after that for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. It was the first time I ever used a screwdriver. I was like, what is that? Screwdriver. Ooh. Yeah. Do you use one? I don't. I, I just duct tape stuff. That's the that's the way to go. Duct tape you know? and zip ties. And if, yes. it, if it's supposed to move, WD-40. Great. What about you, Hardin? <laughs> you know what? Every single year, back in my day, because now it's not a thing, bagging <laughs> <In> my bag. <laughs> All right, bagging. Right. <laughs> yeah, because um, not anymore, but it used to be the case that you only had six weeks to build the robot. Yep. So... Um, after the end of the six weeks, you had to physically put the robot in a giant plastic bag and put a little security tag on it, and it couldn't get opened until competition. So, uh, yeah, that was the best and the worst night of robotics, because you never got what you wanted to get done, and everyone was scrambling to try and finish the last thing they possibly could before the, struck, or before the clock struck midnight and the tag had to be on the bag. Like, it even got to the point where RJ was inside the plastic bag, like, tightening bolts as the <laughs> robot is being rolled into it. Yes. <laughs> but, you, uh, but so you said, don't make it awkward. Just for you, I will. Someone once mentioned I should take the robot to prom. Never happened, but it's just funny that someone <laughs> even mentioned that. I don't even remember who it was, but yeah. Oh the robot was too pretty for you, Hardin. <laughs> Wait, yeah, re remember Winter Ball when we all oh, uh, yes. stayed on campus to work yes. on the robot? And then we just got free admission into the ball because we didn't oh, yeah. even need to. We literally were already on campus. That was crazy. You know what I was doing during that? Mm. I was pulling people aside from Winter Ball and giving them marketing pitches because I was still a sophomore trying to recruit people to the oh. team. <laughs> oh, no. That's called dedication right there, you know? And then At we got he... like, oh, what were we saying? This. I was just gonna say he wasn't just eating food, but you know. Oh, dude, we were just good. working that night. We were hard. We were hard at work and hardly working at the same time. 
I, I remember there was this jar of jelly beans that we had to like <laughs> guess how many jelly beans there were. And I remember we actually took some of the measuring equipment and we like measured the entire thing and we tried to come up with an estimate. I don't remember if we got close, but um, that was, oh, that was so weird. We spent so many nights working on the robot. I bet uh, everyone oh. who walked by you about with like the jelly beans is like, what the frick are these guys doing? You know? No, exactly. You guys were juniors, right? Or during Sophomore. that time? Sophomores. That year specifically. Um, oh yeah, that year they were sophomores. I was a freshman. Yep. Oh, hmm. <laughs> that reminds me of the uh, the rain, but that's a story for after Blanchard goes. <laughs> no, 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 I was there for the rain. What do you mean? Well, I was gonna say we should finish this bit. Oh, and yeah, then... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll go. I'll go with mine then. Um, favorite memory of the robot. Um, it, uh, I mean, is it like when you when you envision this question, Basil? Were you thinking of like of like my interaction with the robot, or just our robot in general? I was thinking it would be interactions with the robot, but it could also be like you know you're working on the robot and something miraculously started working out of nowhere. Like that sort of thing, oh. you know, just. <laughs> I remember, I remember this. Uh, sophomore year, wait, no, what's it, junior? No, junior year, because this is, this is red sleeve. This is red sleeve. We go to competition and our robot isn't working. We can't get it co to connect to the field at all. The code was working fine. We could get it to move, but it wouldn't connect to the field. And I'm like, what the heck, what is this? And um, to be fair, to, to clarify, I was the person who did um, a lot of the software setup for the computer and for the robot. So we, <laughs> I hate this. We lost like two matches because of it. We were talking with some of the like uh, field refs and we're like, why isn't our robot connecting? It's so weird. And no one could help us because no one coded their bot in LabVIEW. <laughs> So we had to get a professional, one of the refs, they take a look and they're like, hmm, that's interesting. And I'm like, what's up? And they're like, you guys didn't download the right program. And I'm like, eh? And they're like, yeah, you guys have like an outdated program. In fact, you didn't even download like the required file for connecting to the field. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know I needed to do that. And they're like, it's on the website. And I'm like, yeah, I remember. So, <laughs> oh god radio issues you remember the See, year after that radio issues dude there's always there's always issues with the robot and connecting to the field there's there's issues with the robot everywhere but i think the funniest one was when we lost two matches because we didn't download files and upload them to the robot i i, I was really sad that was a that was a sad day but at least no, it started working after, no, right? And then, and then I, I proposed to him because we didn't know how to get it in time for our, our our second match. So I was like, "What if, what if we got a giant Ethernet cable <laughs> and drove the bot hardwired to the computer?" And the ref just looks at me and they're like, "What? <laughs> you can't do that." It's like, do you I'm know like, how many safety <laughs> violations that is? Listen, listen. I think that some of the most innovative ideas come from the craziest of places. Yeah, tying an Ethernet cable to a <laughs> robot and just <laughs> dragging it around. You never know. You need to make, you make you like never an IV pole, so like, so it's not dragging on the ground. <laughs> robot. Yeah, it's, it's going off. Like, it has the, the pole that goes along with it. The go. It's gotta be. Pole. It's like what? It's like those trains that are attached like the top rails, and yeah, you just have exactly. the robot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the IV pole example because I feel like describing our robot as extremely sick is a pretty good metaphor. Because uh, I think most of our years, our robot was very much ailing in many ways. <laughs> it was sick in the other fashion, like it needed to be hospitalized. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would probably assume manufacturing every time the robot came after a match were like, what the heck did you do to my baby? Oh no, we knew it wasn't coming back in one year. <laughs> They're like, well, here we go again. And then marketing marketing is looking from the side. It's like, we paid for that thing? Seriously? <laughs> I remember. But so you meme about that, but you have no idea how many times we've had that conversation. I remember once uh, at a, what, what competition was this? Was this my junior year? 
we I, we sat down and they were like, okay, guys, I know we spent like, I don't know, a few thousand dollars on like robot tools. And there's this form you need to fill out that describes like what's actually on the robot. And so I was like, okay, um, somebody from this like manufacturer, come sit down, let's talk, let's go piece by piece what's on the robot. And we kind of tally it up and I was like, wait guys, we spent like a thousand dollars on the robot? Like, look at our budget. I'm like, we had like 4K budgeted out, like that we paid for. Where did it go? <laughs> Where did it? Uh, some of it was shipping. Some of it was like parts that just never made it on. I was so I was like, what's happening here? But you know, oh, yeah, it is what it is. It was fun regardless, and we still had parts left for next year. But my shipping favorite car. memory. Oh, oh sorry. Let's go. Absolute favorite memory with the robot and RJ and Hardit are bumpers. Every, I don't think there's ever been a year where we didn't have to redesign the bumpers. My very first year on um, on robotics, I was I was basically like a, 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 um, a monkey with a wrench. So they're like, okay, let's give you the easiest possible task. Let you can go and design bumpers. And there was this one, there was this one diagram of bumpers, right? Like how should you like attach them to the robot? And we spent like two hours arguing about whether you're supposed to like whether the diagram was upside down or right side <laughs> up. <laughs> and then we spent another hour like arguing about like what counts as like a secure attachment or whatever. Cause like the only thing we knew is you couldn't use Velcro. And then we spent even another hour like measuring everything out meticulously like oh there have to be six inches here is this like six inches on this side and, and then we're like okay guys we designed the perfect bumper system this is this is uh, there is this cannot be improved upon we go to competition they're like uh yeah these bumpers are <laughs> yeah you're gonna nah nah homie you're gonna have to redo this i was like oh okay that's cool i guess and i think i can yeah. I can give you guys all our breather this year. We got custom made bumpers. So with like nice logo on it. So come on. <laughs> we have <laughs> sorry. I did not sign and, up for this. And and we have a bumpers team now, so we can never be late <laughs> on putting on bumpers on a robot. So, so um, can I screen share? Yeah, go ahead. I think all yeah, the post disabled. I, I have the manual up right now with that exact picture. I just, if people I only have audio now. on this, we're sorry. Just know that it, it's it's lovely. It is. If you want to find it, find the 2016 FRC game manual and go to page 17. Or uh sorry, yes. page 62. Yes, this, this exact picture manual right here. For like, is this are the bumpers <laughs> supposed to be up? Like, is this is this like side, like this side, or are we seeing it like top down? And like, we couldn't figure it out. And then we started arguing about the bumper zone. Yeah, as well, we're like, what exactly is the bumpers? Like, what does this mean? Uh, but we, we argued about the orientation of pool noodles for like 30 minutes. It was the moment I knew I was in love with this team. When the, you join and the first night you're expecting, oh, they're going to give you some kind of, you know, introduction. You're going to meet people. They're just like, listen, dude, you're just going to be doing bumpers. <laughs> And uh, figure it out. Yeah. So robotics. Yeah. So yeah. What I remember. What wrong with the bumpers? bumpers? Um, we put the pool noodles vertically. Yeah. Not oh, horizontally. No. <laughs> we put it. Yeah. And they're like, listen, this is not even close to close to close. And then we're like, okay, so we have to run out and buy more pool noodles. And then like hurriedly shove them inside. Okay. First of all, do you know how hard it is to buy pool noodles in the middle of like? February? Okay. And one sells them. like an off-size. They exactly. were always an off-size. The worst part oh is like, it's, it's not even like regular, like they don't just say like any pool noodle between like this size and this size. They're like, they mean this specific thickness. Who is selling pool noodles in February, FRC? Please. I'm just but you got You gotta go to like Hawaii or Texas because you know, they'd be swimming still on, Here's at the that thing. time. You could go <laughs> to a store and get pool noodles. They were never the right size. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't they, know. They have to be a specific size. They have yes. to be two and a half inches in diameter. Damn. <laughs> See, the reason why you guys don't know this is because you guys didn't have to make your pool noodles yeah. this year. <laughs> Y'all custom made your bumpers. Right. Not gonna lie, that's like an extra hundred and fifty bucks. I like, would have made that an instant. We wasted so much time. And I mean, we right now we have the money, so you know, spend it. Thank uh, Blanchard. Yeah. Every time you see your bank account. Thank Blanchard. Oh no. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, our treasurers and business directors have been doing really well in getting grants. Yeah. So 
and Dr. Weiss really is the one I would say yeah. has been doing God's work for oh, the finances yeah. of this team. Uh, but yeah. Wow. I do want to give the chance for the rain conversation you guys wanted to have after this. I don't know so, if you guys. Yeah. So that year, 2017. So the 2017, 2018 year, um, we were working really late one day and there was a huge storm that hit Livermore. And we were working in the building. Um, there were a lot of things that weren't up to spec, specifically the roofs. So like half of the classrooms in this building started getting flooding and like the outside of the building. So the school was one two-story building, which like had two halls on it. And so like the perimeter of the building got flooded like three inches of water like two and two to three inches of water. And we like were making Home Depot runs in this weather. Like we had stuff to do. But um, at one point in the night, it got so bad. We shut everything down for safety because there was water in the building in places that it wasn't supposed to be in. And we literally went throughout the entire school and shut off all the breakers out of fear of the water getting into places it shouldn't be. <laughs> Wait, you guys actually—how did you guys even access the breakers of the school? Um, we had a somebody we with found special them. access. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had to find them. Yeah, we we literally like had a good idea of where they were, and no one ever locked the classrooms for some reason. I guess <laughs> I guess the teachers were never given keys to lock the classrooms. Keep in mind, this was like in an office building, so <laughs> like it was weird, and we literally just like went into the rooms turn off all the breakers in case like water leaked into an outlet and it the whole building didn't catch on fire i mean yeah. of course we were more so worried you guys, about you guys you guys saved the school basically. No, no, but here's well, the best part oh yeah <laughs> the best part is that we come back to school the next morning <laughs> we didn't plug everything back in so we come back into school because we, we unplugged it and then turned off the breaker right but we never plugged this stuff back in so they walk into school the next morning and all the teachers are like why is all my equipment? <laughs> Why is nothing playing? And the entire robotics team was silent. We didn't say a word. We didn't say anything. <laughs> Wait, did you guys not have adults to like? We did. Help? We did. They didn't say anything either. <laughs> the adults also stayed quiet. It was like, yeah, that's yeah. Insane, bro. Unplugged, you, dude. It was like stormy. Like I don't know. Like the breaker tripped. You know stuff. I mean, like, to yeah, be like, honest, we made the right call in the moment, but no one could justify it after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. That was so funny. I'm just so you guys on both floors, I would assume, turned everything off. Oh yeah. Everything. Oh yep. yeah. Ran Damn. through, shot everything off. How many people were there? When oh, we like, were working, not if, too many. Like 15 is too much. Probably like nine 20 uh yeah Dang. nine ten eleven like 10, yeah well this nine was 11. late at night so like half of the team had already gone home gotcha gotcha and you guys this was like 11 30 i think one of the parents had brought dinner for us it was it was a really was like it your mom food was good it was not i think it might have been teo's mom oh maybe or mrs crandall mm. Yeah, I fine. forgot that Crandall's his last name. So when you said Mrs. Crandall, I was like, who's Mrs. Crandall? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I haven't met her. She's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were almost invited. Um, yeah, was that say? was the, uh, yeah. But going back to bumpers for a second, the year that we had the best bumpers was the year that Aldi made them. Like, completely oh. honest. Yeah. Like, they, they broke once. Which is a great track record for our bumpers. The bumpers are nice. The attachment part was not nice. We did that in during yeah, the, the bolts and everything as we were sitting there. Was that 2019? Yeah, yeah that was 2019. Yeah, those bumpers were nice. They were Mama chef's me. kiss. Uh, Mama yeah, we me. could take them off and put them on so fast, even oh, though yeah. we got splinters every time. But you know, who cares? <laughs> the bumpers are still on there. They got a need for speed. Yeah, our, our first year was rough. Like, we didn't know how to do bumpers. And, like, we missed, like, two matches because of that. We, like, broke stuff on our robot. We, oh, my God. We had, what, what was it? Uh, the wooden, wood, wood shafts, 
right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so okay, our first Holy year, our cow. first year, our robot is literally just a glorified RC car. Our one component- It's just on a drivetrain, right? It's just a yeah, drivetrain. Our, 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 the one component on the bot that was gonna interact with the field broke off. So we couldn't do anything. <laughs> so we were literally just, we had giant wheels. We just drove over the terrain like it was nothing. And then in our final match, we're in semifinals. What happened? Wait, is it quarterfinals where it happens? We made and it then to we go to semifinals? semifinals. We made it to semifinals, but the bigger accomplishment was after qualifiers, we ended in seventh place. Like we were yeah. one of the captains. Yeah, we were. Yeah. And then in quarterfinals, in quarterfinals, our robot still had a, what, what is the term for it? Wooden, uh, wooden hubs. Wooden oh. hubs. And so what happens is our, our bot is on the field and it's driving. And for the first time in forever, it falls on its side. And then I don't know how it happens. Another team, an opposing team runs into us and you just hear a giant snap on the field and everyone's silent. And I think the refs actually like called it. They like called like a, a pause because yeah. they called it illegal pinning or like pinning one already down. Uh, and then knew something broke. So they gave us time to change it and fix it. Um, what happened was I was on field. I think I was like either drive team or drive coach, one of the two. And uh, I was like, someone told me, RJ, go get tools. So I run and they're like, sorry, you can't run. And I'm like, bruh, we have 30 <laughs> seconds to fix this. So I literally just get a hammer and I'm like, all right, I have a hammer. And um, our friend Mira was like, okay, check this out. Everyone's watching by the way. The whole arena is like silent because our robot's broken. He takes the hammer and he's like, okay, we're, we're gonna do this. He hits the other side and breaks the <laughs> other side of the drive base so that we're driving evenly. <laughs> I don't think our robot moved after that. Well, yeah, it didn't move, but it moved better than when only one side was broken. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. But like, oh my God, that was crazy. So that was when we realized we have to make every part on the robot metal. Because yeah. things will break. Things well, will here's break. The thing. And we need to have extras too. Oh, that hurt. I will, let me talk about those hubs for a second. Because this is the epitome of unskilled work. <laughs> Just unskilled poor, work. Poor, well, okay. It worked in the end, but it was so fragile. We chose the wrong materials. Our connections were shoddy. Like the whole thing was kind of destined to to fail. And this is where it all started, right? That year we had like no money. So um we actually got a donation of a wagon with six wheels on it, like all-terrain wagon wheels that were like uh what six inches or five and a half to six inches in diameter. And so one meeting, we just took the whole meeting, like taking this wagon apart, salvaging the wheels, and then altering the given drive base by frc like the drive base kit that you can get as a rookie to then fit all of these wheels and so we made like custom shafts and everything and you know we did a tank drive so there's three wheels on each side all kind of driven together so every single wheel is powered but now the issue is the wagon wheels have mounting holes that are like two two and a half inches apart right around the center spoke to get that connection into our drive base, we didn't have anything that could do that, right? And we couldn't go and like see and see anything. We didn't have any tools. So what did we do? We took sheets of plywood, cut them into circles, drilled holes in the middle, and then epoxied plywood together <laughs> to make the spacing that we needed to attach the wheels to the drive base. Ollie, I see you cringing right <laughs> and we, now. I see the cringe. And we <laughs> wonder why it broke. Yeah, and I yes. saw, <laughs> epoxy, she was like, oh, is it, Ollie was just like, oh my God. What's it, I, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It, <laughs> no. no, not much does. I, the, the weirdest part is that it was literally, we couldn't even get one thick piece of wood. We epoxy <laughs> two pieces of wood together. <laughs> there were three quarter inch ply and we needed one and a half inches. So we took two three quarter inch plies and epoxied them together. <laughs> <laughs> we, we couldn't even be we couldn't even bother to like screw them together nothing we're just like epoxy. yeah you know what I'm, I'm gonna expose myself i was the one who epoxied all of them 
Yeah, at least was, it wasn't zip ties. At least it wasn't zip ties. Could have been worse. At least it only broke on the last match. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. But that year, our workshop was beautiful. Like the scenery around our workshop was absolutely amazing. Um, Which you the mountain top? Yeah. So we have a, a road that goes out of Livermore up into the mountains. And about 10 to 15 miles up into that mountain road is a small cutout or small driveway that then goes further up into the mountain to one of our mentors' houses who basically gave us his workshop, which is basically a bunker in the in a hill. Like the internal like square footage or the internal dimensions of that work uh, workshop was like 20 feet by 30 feet. Like there's nothing. But he has this insane amount of land because it's like in the middle of nowhere. No internet connection, nothing. Absolutely beautiful place to work, but really no amenities. And that was, that was just a lot of fun. I've seen videos of like just 10 people on the same table, just like, I don't even know, just yeah, picking at things. I don't even look, know what half the people do in the videos, but you know. If you look through those old videos or the old pictures and stuff, you'll actually find a video of like a uh, workshop tour that uh, I'm forgetting who edited it and everything, but like everyone kind of recorded bits and pieces of it because it was like over a month. As people got a free hand, they kind of just recorded a little bit. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I do want a really nice video. I do want to take it that I am proud our robots never flipped over, except for your guys' first time. <laughs> but, like, remember Worlds when our robot was like completely elevated to the top and then it went full force and then it bounced back and forth like a oh. pendulum? And the whole whole arena like just froze and everyone just gasped i don't yeah didn't fall though didn't it didn't fall. fall it did not fall so by props the to great that. driving of rj no right? i was not coach it was michael michael was and pollock yeah you know, our drive teams have always been wacky dude. i don't know oh, yeah I like wacky as it like they're just like michael and pollock but i feel like other teams like they're like oh who's like actually good at driving the year i drove our first year it's because I like volunteered initially to like test out the robot and, and then we had no time before our first batch. We were like, okay, Blanchard, uh, you've like driven it before, so <laughs> you're going to be driving now. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and I remember one of our mentors was like, I, I remember, um, what did I do? Did I ram the robot into something? Or uh, like, we oh, had no, you went full seconds. speed. Yes. We you went full speed left. on the ram and yeah, you flew. This yeah. is how the, for, for the rest of you guys and those who might be listening, the competition that year was very terrain oriented. And at the end of the match, you had a little landing platform at the, like on your end of the field that you had to park your robot on to get points, right? Before like, that was the same area that you'd be able to climb from. Blanchard was playing defense that match on the opposite <laughs> side of the field. There were seven <laughs> seconds left on the clock. It would only take 15 to 20 seconds. Our robot with just these huge wheels and Blanchard behind the controls, he punched it, literally caught air going over the obstacles. <laughs> like, we have pictures of this. And stuck it on that parking spot, and we got the points for the end of the match. Uh, I remember one of our mentors was like, that was really cool, but if you ever do that again, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, listen, it'll work. <laughs> Yo, remember, remember when our autonomous period was just driving full like straight ahead like full <laughs> speed and we'd ram into the yes. other people's like works uh, into the other people's like drive station Driver's and it would knock the controls off sometimes <laughs> oh, <yeah>. holy that <laughs> was so funny thing, right if because of the autonomous is. period the drivers had to stand behind a line right they couldn't go and reach their controls so if it wasn't secured it actually happened twice a robot ran so hard into the enemy alliance's like wall that it knocked their computers <laughs> off the table. They couldn't do anything because it's an autonomous period and they get penalties if they cross the line. Insane. <laughs> I would assume there's penalties for, you know, nope. interfering. Mm. Really? Well, no. Autonomous mode, it wasn't intentional, it just happened. Yeah, I think that's- Dang, that's a- that's... <laughs> Right now. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of some crazy stuff our robots have done in the past. One one concept, right, that worked in practice 
that never quite stuck the landing that I'm like still kind of kind of sad about was our pneumatic plunger for um deep what was it oh, uh, deep, um, space deep space, space? Yeah. yeah for the for the hatch panels yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that design that i still to this day find so cool but we weren't able to test it enough and you know get it to the place where it needed to be but the thing was that it went in like it tilted right like the hatch panel it, like tilted like towards the side of it yeah. it would rotate it because down. it got caught on the yeah. top velcro didn't i thought you guys fixed that though no we never got to find a fix well we made a hook attachment yeah for yeah, yeah. Remember for, the, that. for this for the yes. summer season for mm -hmm. the for the fall season oh did that, it after that Huh? Not really. I remember. I remember autonomous period. It like we would we started with the hatch like twice and it worked once, which is awesome. But after that, the hook was like never used. But RIP. Because we could we couldn't get it back up. The motor we put on it wasn't strong enough to lift it out of the way once it was down. <laughs> yeah, I so to be honest, to be honest, last year we burned out three more motors. Three, two, three, two. We burned out more than three motors on bad testing practice. They were yeah. all 774, right? All of them? Um, yeah, uh, there were a few red lines as well. There's some 775s and a few red lines. But when testing our launcher system, we never really got the electronics to a good place. We always kind of just plugged the motor into the battery. There was no software control. Oh, and God. if you do that enough, you're going to burn out the motors because you're just putting too much voltage through it. Like, it's just not regulated. There's spikes yeah. and stuff. And so, hey, electrical engineering, it's coming in handy, right? I know what now. What I know, but you're an alumni now. You need to come back, yeah. Art. Art you just oh. say you're like a 10th grader. Yeah. Just come back. <laughs> yeah. RJ Blanchard, Ollie will just take you again. Just come back to the team. I'll just secretly join under a false false alias. I'll be uh, JR. JR. <laughs> to be true, to be true, all of you guys said. Actually, RJ said he would come back as a mentor, but you know. <laughs> Sorry. Don't put us on the spot like that. If I'm ever back in Livermore permanently, I, I totally would. Yeah, I was expecting to be be back more, and then I realized the only way back is like a five hour train ride, and I'm like, Pfft. yeah. It's like I'm not going that for that team. Ooh. Like bi weekly. Like during school, I did, I misunderestimated how much work there is for some of my classes. Not not. The... Yeah, I mean, if you guys right. still need like help with stuff, you can always like call and things. But yeah. Oh, bro, we're getting back right now, so we're like kind of chilling because yeah. this year is kind of just all over the place. But I heard you, know. you guys did driving testing for like one of the challenges, or, like the driving skills challenge this year. Skills and um, the skills challenge, right. But I heard a story that I, I kind of want to hear from your perspective. Someone decided it was a good idea to run into a Coke bottle and it exploded underneath the robot. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh, that, no. was, that was that was during, um, when was it? I think it was during a fall season when we were testing out the hatch and we had these carts out in the. Uh, I don't know. Give it wasn't the fault. Because I heard this was like, like th two weeks ago, like three weeks ago, like when you guys oh. just recorded your thing. No, we recorded this something our thing. That you don't even know. We recorded our thing two days ago, or something, or this week. We recorded yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's from that. Like someone decided it was a good idea to run over a Coke bottle and it exploded underneath the robot. I heard something exploded in the robot and I got kind of scared. So when you said Coke bottle, I kind of make sense because there was our new mentors there. We had Josiah of Igna. I think Pollock was there. So if it was Pollock who recommended the idea to explode a Coke bottle mm -hmm. under the robot, then it completely makes sense. So. <laughs> oh, that's your that's your team captain. Is this what? on record? <laughs> yes, this is. Bro, I got record. editing powers. I can cut this all out. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, I I know for sure it wasn't Pollock. Like I heard, then, I don't decided, know. Like just to run I don't, it over and it exploded. Then I don't know who it, I don't know because. It's either Danny, our new mentor, Mrs. Redeker, Avigna, Josiah, Nolan, or Pollock. 
It's a long list. It's a long <laughs> yeah. list of culprits. Okay, Josiah, Vigno, and Dude, they're programmers. Uh, we've got our new mentor and Mrs. Yes. Redeker. So it's Nolan, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can see that. Wait, Luke was there too, right? Sarah was there, I think. Shoot, I don't know. If it's, it's either Sarah or Luke, either one of them. <laughs> it might be one of them. You might be right. Damn. So I know something that you didn't. Well, yeah, because I was on vacation this whole time. Ah. I was off Slack, and I got back I'm yesterday. not on Slack either. <laughs> There's never vacation when you're doing robotics. Exactly. Oh, I actually uh, joined in for kickoff from India for two years oh, yeah, right. and another year oh, from yeah. New York. So yeah, I was, no. yeah. There's no break. Yearly, we had our yearly traditions. Uh, we had the infamous um, Blanchard's cousin's birthday party. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys remember that? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Eventful things always happen while I seem to be away at this birthday party of my younger cousins every year, like about a week <laughs> after kickoff. Just I don't know, man. <laughs> it was the week of the- kickoff is always the worst. At the same yeah. time, the weirdest. Like things happen. Yeah. There's some weird designs. Like, um, Ollie, like, remember, remember the design that, um, you, Jennifer and Big Chungus. No, no, it wasn't, <laughs> oh, it wasn't Big Chungus. Big Chungus was Paul and, uh, a tool. Um, it was the one where it was like modular. So like the wheels, like it was based oh, on like yeah, a Mars rover. Oh yeah, because Jennifer was super into like the Mars rovers and stuff. And she was really inspired by that. Yeah, yes. that was, I forgot what the name was. And that's the year we, that's also the time we learned not to memify designs. Yeah, because <laughs> so people vote on it. This is reference, don't do that. Don't give your, don't give your. That's how you end up your, picking bad designs. Yes, I feel don't like give your designs funny names. During, during the kickoff week, there's like a lot of backhand deals happening between people like i'll get this oh, here <laughs> it's like this design will be it's on the robot bad. for sure <laughs> yeah you know i'll convince him i'll convince her that was a I joke by the way this is a completely legitimate and fair process i don't know this never once been about i never ran it any politics, year okay? we i just want to say i was never running any of we that we keep politics year. out of robotics <laughs> yeah Nah, it was, um, the first week is always hard because that's when, um, cause I did this my first year too, is especially like for like people who it's like new people on the team, first years on the team, they don't really know like the designs that come up at competition. Cause like usually it's always the same. It's like a flywheel design, like drive base designs are all the same. Um, climbing designs are all the same. All the mechanisms are usually the same. They're just interchangeable. Um, and so like first years, they don't quite have this knowledge. And so they come up with these like crazy ideas. I know my first year, I wanted to create a spring launcher to launch balls. I was like, what if we did a cool, um, slingshot design and people were just looking at me and they're like, are you okay? That's not, (laughs) that's not it. And I thought, I thought I was such a genius. I can assume you were playing Angry Birds before the design came into your No, I, I'm pretty sure I said like Angry Birds one time during my description, and people were just like, "That's a game still." <laughs> yeah. Back Wait, then, maybe no. we had a little bit too much too much freedom uh, <laughs> in like allowing people to proposition design. Yeah, you think the uh, memeified designs were bad, Ollie? Uh, we had a lot of a lot of ideas, I would say, especially since I think later on we we slowly learned that like, hmm. Maybe we should make people read the entire manual before mm-hmm. we let them speak up about the design. Before it was like, all right, we saw that video. That that looks pretty sick. Let's go ahead and let's start thinking, boys. What do we what's on the table? What's going on? <laughs> yep. That was always hard. Like the first day is manual reading, and then the second day is like, okay, come up with basic designs. And it was always like a thing of do you come up with the robot designs first or strategy? And that's why R&D, you guys were like, let's do that. Nah. Was yeah. R&D a thing when... Yes, it was, but before, no, it wasn't. Before I left? Or after? No, after. 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 Yeah, I was helping out during the summer doing R&D research for that. Yeah. That's all I remember. Hey, Basil, if you had to sum up R&D in two sentences, what would you say? Or uh, briefly. <laughs> I would, as this is going to be on the 
internet. We'll keep it later after we finish because gotcha. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll meme later. We'll meme later. Yes, we will. So I guess we have, let's five minutes more. Any last thoughts, last stories, you know, last sort of anything for the team. Um, when we were at the switch, see, since the switch is no longer thing, when we were at the switch, uh, I used to tell people that they can't drink Diet Coke because we were told that we need to cut back on how much Diet Coke we drank. But I was the only person who drank the Diet Coke. <laughs> yes, yes. I siphoned uh, it all for me. I remember, um, shoot, I, th- I don't know if it was hard it who told me or Crandall. I was like, dude, I don't think we can still drink Diet Coke if RJ's gone. And they're like, you know, that was all a joke, right? RJ just drank it all for himself. Well, I'm like, well, what? (laughs) To be fair, to be fair, they did say we need to cut back on how much Diet Coke we drink because people like one, like each person on the team used to get like one can. And so then we'd like kill like 15 in a meeting and they'd be like, what the heck? Who just took 15 cans of Coke? (laughs) No, but it was all the fruit snacks. I just ate. Oh, the, the snacks. Oh, that's true. Or the bars, or the, the the nut packs. Just oh, to let yeah. you guys know, we won't we won't be working at the Switch or Daybreak Labs anymore. Well, yeah. it doesn't exist. You guys oh, need to right. get snacks. It closed, right? It did yeah, close, and then we're somewhere else. I have no clue where that is. You guys get snacks for the hangar. We have money now. One thing I could never realize. <laughs> we have money. Yeah, what? Brandon, let, let, let me ask you. Let me let me ask you, as a treasurer. How much money did you guys start off with at the beginning of the 2019 season? Beginning of 2019? Oh, that was... Wait, is 2019 my senior year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not actually sure. That's a good question. I know that you're kind of... Why? How come? No, because I know you guys raised like 40k and like... No, at the end or the beginning? Beginning, beginning. Uh, I don't think we had very much at all. 1k, less than 1k, but we had already... Like, we were in debt. Like we knew where more than one K was going. Oh wow! Yeah, I think it was because we already had registered for competition and everything. So after that, yeah, we were pretty broke. Yeah. 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 Actually, that the is yeah, that's spot on. Like we had a thousand in the bank account, but we had paid for registration off of like one of the mentors' cards, and we had like an outstanding due. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the last thing I want on the podcast to be remembered in the team's history forever is can I get every, from everybody a take your break, hydrate. Oh, <laughs> no. Hydrate oh. or dihydrate. It's hydrate for homies. I still have the bad That can never somewhere. leave. Where is it? I, I have, uh, so our team were, was doing the innovation challenge and then we were creating an app design and then we yeah, I'm right in my room. we Easter at we Easter egg the hydrator dihydrate on our app to promote as a business. Mm-hmm. Here I'll, I'll show you. It's on my computer. But yeah, it's it still lives on hard it. I just say and your multiple Ollie glasses. Designed those. Really? Only designed those pins, not me. Only designed the pins, and I guess like the brain the actually Anya as well designed yes. like the entire campaign. It was all her mm-hmm. idea. Unfortunately, she can't be with us today, but she was like the one leading the whole safety campaign. Here's the design. We had it here. That's a really nice design. We had to (laughs) hydrate or dihydrate support community. (laughs) And then we had our SOR hangar as a landmark for people to come. So that was our sort of thing. But yeah. So these these drawings were made by Reese, but then I put this whole thing together for Vito. And then yeah. But yeah. It's very ambitious. It's like Pokemon Go, but it's very cool. I was wondering why it reminded me of Reese. I was like, why is it that I feel like Reese did this? And it's because of the rat. Because she has (laughs) she has a pet rat, right? Yep. (laughs) She does, yes. Still kicking. She got a new one, I think. Oh no. I'm not gonna ask what happened in the last one. That's really sad. <laughs> um, do, well, I just realized, did we ever have a chant as a team? S-O-R. S-O-R. Yeah, was that it? That. No, it was something else. <laughs> we tried some other stuff. Oh, no, it was... Um, all hands on me, S-O-R on three, right? Oh. Yeah, that was one that of was them. It. 
we never I think like, that was it. stuck with one. We never really stuck with one. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard because we're like a three syllable, like our, our acronym. Overload Robotics. It's System a big Overload name. Robotics. TVSO would have been so much cleaner. Eight. Wait, what wow. does TVSO stand for? Tri-Valley System <laughs> Overload. Uh, no. Tri-Valley System <laughs> Outreach. Tri-Valley uh, System Oh, Oh, God, STEM Outreach. Yeah. No, like the newspaper. The first, uh, our oh, first year, yeah. the newspaper got our name wrong, and they put our name down as Tri Valley System Overload. Yeah, Overboard, wasn't it? Overlord, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was Tri Valley STEM Outreach, because we were. So System Overload started off as like um, a company called TVSO. It was a nonprofit STEM organization that kind of focused on expanding education of STEM throughout the Tri Valley. Hence the name Tri Valley STEM outreach um and then afterwards because the plan was to have a robotics team have a solar car team and then do like workshops and then we were just Holy like cow. let's just do Whoa. a robotics team and then branch from there i'm i'm happy you guys didn't go for the solar car one. Oh, yeah, we tried was... i know you did <laughs> you guys tried <laughs> we, we yeah. definitely we definitely tried try being the operative word here <laughs> try is and uh, eh, it's okay it's an overstatement <laughs> when we end off i do want to hear one last sor sort of chant from you guys um, no before you guys go okay who wants I, to? I do want to say one last thing as ollie said what? going down into like the history of our team um i do think that's it may warrant my heart seeing that the team still exists and that people <laughs> who i've never met uh or never even seen are still joining and participating I think that kind of it kind of makes me it makes me very glad it feels like i created something or was a part in creating something you know that has gone far beyond myself and so when i hear all these names of people that i've never even heard of you know nolan uh <laughs> you know josiah i'm like wow that's amazing because i've never met these people and i may never but i'm we're still connected through sor so thank like you. yeah anytime you guys come back we'd be like you know you're always welcomed wow welcomed here Whack them. Yeah. We're gonna whack you. I mean, if you see some of us, you better whack us. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dream is to come back in 20 years and nobody knows who I am. Like, no, not even mentors are still there. And they're just like, oh. who's this old guy? I'm like, silent old guy. Like, undercover be- boss. <laughs> undercover boss. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you actually look at the contract, I still own <laughs> equity in this team. So, sorry, uh, you're fired. A majority shareholder. <laughs> 51%. I was the treasurer, so you guys survived <laughs> because of me. You yeah. guys, yeah. this team would have died without me, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I um, yeah. Who wants to leave the chant? I think it'd be fit to say the captain should. You know. Ah, you know, I think we're all captains really in the heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> RJ, leave the chant. Come on. What what chant? There's like a we. Okay, all right. We're all gonna put Dude. our hands in the center. All right. Just do the, the SOR. Mic. SOR on three. All right, I'm going to move away from the mic, all right, so that it's not too loud, all right? All hands on me, SOR on three. One, One two, three. Two, three. SOR. SOR. <laughs>